What's up, everybody? Episode 15 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your hosts, Ryan and Nate. I just want to give a big shout out to pretty much all of our listeners in the past week. I feel like we jumped up in listens and like fucking crazy. It was like yeah. we're almost at like 200 listens. 200 per listens. Week. Okay, that that in reality isn't shit. Yeah. But for us, we're gonna take the small wins and treat them as you know big wins. So if anything, shout out to hey, everybody. A win is a win. Doesn't matter if it's by like one point or like a blowout. Exactly. So. And, and what I'm going to do first, man, I got to shout out like three people, man. Because, the, no, they, they were asking for the shout outs and I think that okay. they deserve it. Out. All right. So, my man Connor Nichols, Albany, New York, upstate. We actually, the, the subject of this episode is about New York, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, yo, our girl Deja. Deja's like the biggest supporter since day hey, one. She says she listens to every episode, so shout out to you, Deja. And our newest YouTube follower, which I wish you gave us your real name, man. I, I wish you updated your bio or something, but Benzo's Kicks, man. Shout out to you. You might be a bot. You maybe might not be. Maybe that's their first and last name. Maybe your first name is Benzo and their last name is Kicks. If your last name is Kicks, that's Probably tight. That's a good. That's a good one. Anyway, shout out to um, <laughs> shout out to everybody that's been listening, yeah, for real, subscribing, man. liking, whatever. We appreciate it all. We're, of it. we're learning, and we got some. Oh my god, we got some good stuff cooking up in the kitchen. I'm trying to do like a Birdman hand rub, but my mic's in the way. But yeah. if anything, we got some really cool shit um, on the horizon. So definitely stay tuned to our to our our Instagram, and make sure you follow us on Instagram. Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud. Just had to plug ourselves real quick in the beginning and at but, the uh, end, but don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, Anyways, uh, want, what are we gonna be talking about today? We're gonna What's talk about we're gonna talk about our, our newest endeavor, our our newest upcoming endeavor. Where As we in, like, tell them tell them where we going, Nate? Tell them where we're going. All right. Well, so Ryan and I decided to spontaneously take a trip out to. Uh, none other than New York this New weekend. York. So we will be there um, Saturday and Sunday. December 2nd, December 3rd. Yeah, so we will be there. Uh, we're going to try to create some content, yep. maybe a video. Yep. I don't know. We'll see. If but, you're uh, from New York and you're listening, we're posting this on Friday morning. We'll be there Saturday and Sunday. Yo, we'll be posted at Washington Square Park eating a... Oh, no, wait. Are we... Where are we staying at? We, it don't matter. We, we, we're going <laughs> to we'll be, be everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere. Every borough. Every, every block. Borough, every block. Any block. Any block. <laughs> but yes, we are going to New York. Uh, dude, we've been talking about this for a while, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how like, we've been talking about going on a tr like vacation Speaking for a while. Speaking things into existence. And then we were just <laughs> literally like, how many, like three days ago, we were like, hey, want to just go to New York for the weekend? For real. Just, yeah. And one of the reasons why we thought this was a good thing is because, well, one, we've been doing a lot of like within San Francisco, we work or we we revolve around the downtown area. So there's a lot of shops, obviously. But every time we walk around, we always say like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we had a this store or yeah. wouldn't it be cool if we can check this out? But we don't. So New York is just another opportunity for us to really go check out some of the best shopping in like a very concentrated area. Yeah. Um, so basically what we'll be doing, we only, we literally only have like a day and a half. So we'll be there uh, eating, shopping. Shopping. 
creating stuff. Window shopping. Yeah. Window. Sh- <laughs> uh, just and a lot. A lot of. A lot of. Just kind of taking shit in like yeah. the culture. I, I guess, think that's if you we've already. That I will. I mean, I can only speak for myself because we didn't really talk about it, but I definitely experienced a majority of the touristy attractions in New York. So, how many times have you been there? I've been there about. This would be my fifth time, maybe like fourth time. The other times, you know, you did the touristy stuff. You see the Statue of Liberty. You see the Empire State. You know, Grand Central. Hang out in the park, Central Park. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, basic stuff. You go see where the movie stars are. But this is definitely going to be one of those trips. Now that I'm over the age of 21 or 25, by the way, if you guys uh, didn't know that, most of you probably don't. But being over 21 in New York. Whole nother ball game. Whole nother ball game. Yeah, this is gonna be trip number like nine or ten. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I've been, you, <laughs> I've been oh in New York. I thought you were gonna say like six. No, like at I've, most been, six. I've been to New York three times in the past six months. Yo, tell yeah. them about the story where you just you literally went there for like to like get a coffee and you came yeah. right back. <laughs> I, um, so last year, actually around this time, I think it was, no, it was actually October of last year. I went to New York for like literally a few hours. <laughs> I caught a red eye, 11 p.m., got there like 7.30, 8 o'clock. Insane. Hung out. Fucking the shop, I went to Soho. The shops didn't open until like 11, so I had some time to kill. Got coffee, got breakfast, just kind of kicked it by myself. Uh, did <laughs> you could have done of, that in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> did a little bit of shopping after that. Took the subway back to JFK, hopped on a flight at like maybe 5 or 6, and I was back home at like midnight that day. Ridiculous. I, yeah. I, I can't even hey, shout out to Shout out to Virgin America for always taking care of First off, let, let's get this clear because we don't want to have this stigma that Nate is just like Whoa, out okay. of control let's balling. Not, you know not what a, I mean? Let's not let's not put that out there. Let's keep that let's keep that under all right, let's all keep right. that under wraps. He has right. sl- secret flight hookups that we will not divulge in this podcast. But let's get into the main topic of this episode. It's going to be about New York. We want to talk about and and a lot of it is because this is some of the stuff that's at the forefront of our minds right now. We're thinking about where we're going to go in New York, where we're going to eat, the shops, the sights, the sounds, whatever. So we thought that we'd kind of go into a little bit of like streetwear reminiscence of New York and kind of like the highlights that we remember that New York has had I mean, on streetwear. Yeah, and if you think about it, New York is, is so influential in terms of the birthplace of a lot of different subcultures oh, definitely. that a lot of people subscribe to these days. So whether it's like skateboarding kind of really took off out there yep. hip-hop was originally uh invented in new york yes it was in, uh, yes in it the was. bronx yeah yeah um what else was out Backs there not a sneaker culture sneaker even. culture sneaker culture so before we get into that and, I, and that's going to be the, one of the biggest things we, we touch on um because a lot of has happened with sneaker culture in new york and as of recently as well um but i want to ask you what is in terms of new york as the city mm-hmm. what is one of the like your favorite things about like the reason why you went to Soho for a day, what was what's one of the main reasons that it attracts you? What is it about New York that attracts you more than anywhere else in terms of what just you in like, general what or you in like? terms yeah. of like streetwear? In terms of streetwear, clothing, um, culture, I think it's a lot more diverse in terms of what people are wearing at are uh, what people are wearing out there. No, I agree. Me. Um, 
and in terms of what people are interested in. I think coming from San Francisco, there's still kind of like a small, like streetwear and fashion is still a relatively like small, like niche community in mm -hmm. San Francisco. Um, I think New York, it's a little bit more widespread. So you get a whole different audience of people who are into it. So you have everybody from people who are interested in like more high-end designer, like ready to wear stuff. There's like people who are into more streetwear stuff, things like that. You see kind of like the whole spectrum in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Out here, you don't really get that. I'd so. say that there's, I mean, being on the East coast, being a very, how would you call it when you're, you're surrounded by water on three different ends? It's almost like a peninsula kind of. An, an it's, island. It's Smith's. It's Smith's. It's almost close to an term? island damn near. And I guess one of the biggest factors and why you see so many different cultures is you're surrounded by water, meaning there's a lot of opportunity for other neighboring countries, cities, not cities, states, whatever, whatever's nearby to come and immigrate towards you. So you get all these different influences. And I think that New York is like the best part of it is that it's concentrated cool. So what I mean by that is there is a lot of cool shit and cool people and cool food, food being probably the, one of the most important parts, in a very concentrated area. In a very, it's basically what you're trying to say is that it's very densely packed with things to do, things exactly. to see. Exactly, you know? There's always, yeah. like they say, like there's always something to do. There's, yeah, there's always something going on. That's like another thing that draws me to New York so much. That's why, I've, you know, I, I go there a lot is because it's such a lively place. Like I, whenever I go there, even if I'm doing the same thing every visit, yeah, I'm always seeing something new in a sense. Like no, it's that's so, so lively. That's there's, very true. Like I can never get bored there. So, um, and that, you know, that could be said for just like the stuff that I'm seeing on the street, like people, what I'm seeing people wear out yeah. there. Um, like I was saying before, it's completely different than out here. Like completely. Yeah. I think the Bay Area has like a very distinct. California in general has its own sort of distinct style. It's very, well, it's California. Like yeah. it's very kind of laid back, very. It's very, it's kind of underwhelming. Yeah. I, I was going to say it's like very unpretentious, like at least here in the Bay Area. Like it's, okay. it's not very out there. Yeah. It's more so just people wearing what they're wearing. And I think that's because, because I think that's because this idea of being cool or being hip or being yeah. fancy whatever or flashy that originates in new york i don't think that's something that has ever really lived here yeah i mean i think if you look if you look back like san francisco has a huge huge background in terms of being like a refuge for countercultural subcultures like hippies yeah Beatniks, whatever like san francisco was always sort of that place where people could go to where they almost felt like an outcast in another in another yeah. area um, where they almost felt welcomed here. So that's why there's a lot of different subcultures out here, like punk, like a lot of that other stuff too. So. And I think you get, you get, you definitely get a feel for that in New York. There is a lot of, you know, a lot of different types of people out there, but I yeah. think it's more so less or more so different cultures rather than different types of people per se. What do you mean? So like if you come to, to San Francisco, there's, you know, to like completely different types of people. You get, you get the business guys, mm -hmm. you get the techie guys, yeah. You get the, the hipsters. You get the people still living like it's the '60s. You get, 
the the ghetto crowd you get everything yeah i think that in terms of type of person it's a bit more diverse in san francisco but i think in terms of types of cultures it's more prevalent and more distinct in somewhere like new york yeah no i I get what you're saying like you're talking about like different ethnic cultures in terms of like new york as opposed to like different maybe I don't know. I think how, it's just how do you phrase like subcultures, but having to do there you with, go. Like, no, that's interest. the word. That's the word. Yeah. There's different subcultures in San Francisco, but different ethnic, I guess, ethnicity types that are like in New York. So I, I guess here's here's an example. So, like I said, you get the tech startups, you get the the ghetto crowd, you get you know <laughs> the ghetto crowd, Asian, Asian, Dude, the, like what smart Asian community, whatever. You get that in San Francisco. In New York, you get that, but you get them like they're proud of it. Like their ethnicity reeks through their food, their neighborhoods. No, and that's yeah, that's another thing that draws me to New York a lot is that uh, compared to San Francisco, like the neighborhoods there are very still very distinct. I think in yeah. San Francisco, a lot of neighborhoods are very homogenized. If that's, it's like a two-block radius word. for some of the neighborhoods out here. The ones that are deemed to be like. For example, they all, well, they all look the same now. Yeah, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, exactly. Shout out gentrification. Oh god, Jeez. harsh. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it literally, doesn't actually like for out. example, an area like North Beach that's supposed to be known as being like an Italian, yeah, um, designated area. Uh, if you're Italian and you live in North Beach, let us know because yeah, we want your input. We want to know if Italians still live there or hook up that Golden Boy Pizza. That'd be nice. That'd be good too. But yeah, like you got a two block radius, which is now diminished into even a smaller area. And yeah. it's on the, like, it, there's literally nothing left that speaks to it. There's like barely any shops that speak to it. Chinatown's literally, Chinatown and Japantown are probably the only ones that are still like. Very distinct. Like Kind of distinct. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, Chinatown for sure. Like, it's yeah. still a very cultural hub yeah. in a sense for San Francisco. Um, like, Whenever I think, if you're not from San Francisco, sorry, you probably won't get any of this, yeah, but... Google it. Yeah, but, for example, like, the mission. Like, the mission mm-hmm. is, sl- like, deteriorating from what it once was. Yeah. Like, it's not, doesn't have that neighborhoody feel. The only, like, oh, the Excelsior is, like, a good example. Like, that's a place, like, a neighborhood in San Francisco where I go to and I stay, like, yeah, this still has it's, that distinct, like, neighborhood feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally feel that. And I think one of the things that... It's a little bit slower in New York in terms of like gentrification. Like obviously like Brooklyn is seen a lot more than, you know, normally, but that's just kind of like how, like if you were to think of that as like an Oakland kind of, you kind of start to see it. No, like yeah, for sure. I think jump like up a, a little example. bit more. Yeah. Um, so let's talk, let's talk about how this relates to, to our trip. So we're going to New York and we're trying to find places to go, right? Yep. We've been like we've been following streetwear for so long. A lot of the events and drops and like the flagship stores all exist in New York. What are some of your favorite stores out there right now? And like what gets you hyped about going to New York? Like what what is it that we don't have here that just makes you want to go there? Uh like we talked about in other episodes. Um definitely like Carhartt work in progress. Huge. Like something we don't have out here. Um just because I know I'm, if I buy something there, I'm gonna get something that's gonna last me years yep. and I'm gonna be able to wear it whenever. Um, Dover Street Market, honestly, all the times I've been to New York, I actually haven't really checked out Dover Street much. You haven't gone in there once? No. 
You're lying. No, I haven't been to Dover Street. What the? In hell? my nine or ten times to New York, I haven't been to Dover Street once. Jesus Christ. Um, what else? What else is out there? I don't know. Um, only actually, only. Oh, that's New York. a good one. That's a good uh, one. Very. I mean, they're pretty popular, but they're more of like a low key, like New York streetwear brand. Yeah. So I want to check them out for sure. I still haven't been there. Um, that's about it. That's kind of like my. Top I'd say three. that. I'd say that's pretty much up there for me too. I think one of the. <laughs> it's really funny. One of the first, or second times that I went out to New York, the goal. Me and my brother, we just were all about these brands when we were younger. So it's like. We these stores don't exist in San Francisco, so it's yeah. like, all right, if we go to New York. We had like a list of like twenty stores we would go to, different boroughs. Take this to this to this to go anywhere. We were walking. It was pr- it's one of those experiences that it's like, wow, like you really get to see that these stores exist. For one, you're not just looking at them through a magazine or through, yeah. you know, the, on, on a website, but you see the owners, you get to talk to them about clothing, like all this stuff. And that's one of the things about, about New York and having such a, like almost like, wh- what would you call Soho? Like the the epitome of like fashion and streetwear, all like within like a small ass area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, if, if Hypebeast d- developed like a, I don't know, like, a, like <laughs> an apartment Beast, complex or something. You if know what I mean? Beast were like real estate developers or like real exactly <laughs> like where what blocks would we you know yeah you know live in and people would know that we're here type of thing. But yeah. I think in terms of sort of streetwear in general, I think right now New York at least uh, I don't know about the world, but I think in the country, at least our country, it is the epitome of cool. Yeah, I mean, depending on who you ask, but I could. Yeah, I could, generally, like, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, well, I would say Japan. I would totally say Japan. Well, the thing is, is that it shares like proximity with like Europe, so it gets a like it gets a lot of European influence too. Yeah. Which I think, well, yeah, which has to do with the geographic location, I think. But um, I don't know. There's just something about New York that's different than San Francisco. Like you said earlier, New York is very like. All that stuff is very densely packed. It's very concentrated in one area. If you go to San Francisco, you'll have to drive like 10, 15 minutes to like each to destination to go yeah. to the next spot, yeah. things like that. The community the community is very spread out. So yeah. you have to like drive to the Mission or you have to go to North Beach or you have to go to Hayes Valley or whatever just to get to all the good spots to shop or yeah, I'd agree. You know, do all this stuff. So. Yeah. And I think with New York, it's just there's 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 this huge piece that I was thinking about earlier. It's it's where this like hustler mentality yeah. derived from, right? So everything from flipping sneakers, flipping Supreme, probably w- was like sort of born there. You know what I mean? And I think you have like wh- when you find your consumer, like like um, I'd say a majority of your consumers, right? Mm-hmm they're all buying from this one general area, Yeah. then if we're gonna open up a shop, we're gonna be right in front of them. So I think that's why you f- start to find like such a huge concentration of every flagship store, mm-hmm. um, every like, well, well, that's why you see like around two build themselves there. It's like, like, you guys are already flipping our shit. You flip our shit more than anybody else. Like New Yorkers invented that shit. So it's like, why wouldn't we 
populate that area. It, it just makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense to have our flagship store in an area where people are buying our stuff the most. And it's fashionable, right? So if everybody, everybody hears about being fashionable, having the newest stuff, looking fresh, fly, whatever, all stuff derived from New York culture, why wouldn't we be here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it only makes sense for brands to do that. Um, Let's talk about the sort of origins of streetwear in New York then. We're not going to go as far back as like, you know, Dapper Dan and all that stuff, but let's talk about, do you have, everybody has like a, a pivotal moment in streetwear that sort of changed the tides of, of how things are run. Like, obviously, anybody in LA would say one of the biggest things that ever happened was the, the Diamond SB Dunk. Yeah. Probably was, would be like one of the most iconic things yeah. for in LA culture. For New York, I was going to say, at least for like sneaker culture, I was going to say like the pigeon dunk. That's it. Like mm-hmm. that one for me as like a kid, I would say when those come out. When, uh, what grade was I in? I was in middle school. 2005. Yeah, no, I was like, yeah, but I was in like elementary school and middle yeah. school. So I was fairly, I was a fairly small kid. Um, but just seeing like all the ruckus that it created yeah. or just off of a shoe. Exactly. It kinda bewildered me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a yeah. it was it was very different because it wasn't something that we normally expect. Like obviously if you're an older person, you're gonna be like, Why the fuck are people fighting about shoes? Yeah, it doesn't like, make why any are people sense. why are kids lining up like hours days for days a sneaker for a shoe for one sh- for like a pair of shoes exactly right? that yeah. never made any sense to me when yeah. i was younger but now when you sort of look back at it it's like i would do the same thing like if you realize the potential of what that like how investment can yeah. give you yeah hell yeah i'm gonna do that what do you mean i can make thousands of dollars off of waiting in line for a couple of hours something that most people don't make in like three to four months like, yeah I'm wasting a couple hours of my life. I might as well. But I think for New York and I think for streetwear culture, that was one of the sort of pivotal moments to bring in streetwear to the mainstream or bringing it to light. At least least for like us, at least for people in our age group or. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It it was one of those things where it's like, I want to get into this or I want to be introduced to this or what is this? Who is you know, Jeff, Jeff Staple, like who, who, what is going on? Why, here? why should I even bother? Why does this matter? Up? Yeah. Why is it significant? You know, I think another reason why New York is like the, the quintessential place of just like streetwear is you get all of the, the original collaborators are all from there. So like the people that brought on collaborations very early that sort of are the pioneers of streetwear, like a stash a Futura, like yeah. a, a call, like all the biggest names that you can imagine, like working with these big brand companies that introduced the sort of the collaboration mm-hmm. and sort of set the the benchmark for what a good collaboration is, is from New York. Yeah, I mean, going it all kind of ties back to New York being the sort of uh, original the the birthplace of a lot of these cultures so like yeah. graph like graffiti exactly uh hip hop like yeah i mean well, yeah. like <laughs> i mean that graffiti is included being under cool, that you know like, like like i said skateboarding yep. what else um zoo music York, dude, yeah zoo york yeah like huge what else is there 
I, oh, this was another point I was I was going to make. And, and this goes along with just being cultural innovators and influencers, like very early on. Because the, the mentality there was, for a lot of people from New York, is like, I want to be an individual. I want to be good at what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. I want people to notice notice what I'm doing, obviously, yeah. because, you know, the gaudy dressing, the, the, the getting up with the graffiti, people want to be noticed, right? Yeah. So I think this idea of being in an area where you have all these options of clothing, you have, you know, all these one-of-one types of collaborations only being released in New York City because the marketplace and audience is so, you know, so large there. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that I was thinking about is you have all of the coolest outlets of projecting cool all live in New York City. What do you mean, like, what do you mean by outlets? So outlets like a complex you have back in the day you had the source you have <laughs> the source you have the major major magazines you have a sneeze magazine you have um are I they think based out there the, yeah i oh, think shit. hypebeast has an office out there um high stability has an office out there like these are the people capturing cool and kind of wrapping it up and exactly, presenting it exactly so it's like they can literally step out of their office, walk down a couple blocks to the Supreme Drop, capture all this content, project all how cool and how hip they are to what's going on, and mm-hmm. these kids will attach that. Obviously, if you look at a prime example, and Emily Ober going to Supreme Lines on a Thursday and talking to kids, that's content that makes people like feel like, yo, Complex is hip to what's going on in culture. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have a combination of a huge audience or kids that want to be fresh, they want to be into the newest things. You have the stores to provide that. And then you have the media to cover that. Dude, like like the perfect storm. The perfect storm of everything going on. People are just going to see that and just be like, New York is where everything is happening. Yeah. And that's just like the, the perfect equation. Look at it this way. Like a good example I think would be of like subcultures and how like it was perpetuated by like the media it would be like polo and like yeah. lowheads like out in yep. New York. Like polo was never really huge until people in New York like self self-proclaimed like lowheads yeah. would like obsess over this Obsession. one thing. My favorite video of all time is it was like when YouTube and like MySpace was super early, but it was this guy, he was like the king of polo yeah. and he was just he had drawers on closets of polo and every time he would drop the polo he'd make that big line yeah. like that shit was amazing to me and I'm just like people are that obsessed over it yeah. that's crazy yeah I don't know I, I think that sort of collectors like gotta have it mentality as far as like in terms of streetwear, street culture, sneakers, stuff like that. I think it all originated in New York, you know? Yeah. Like, the biggest collectors of sneakers, like... Um, oh, for like sure. A, um, Croatian style, or... What? Is no, that what his uh, name is? Mayer? Does he live oh, in New Oh, yeah, York? that guy, that guy well, too. He, I'm not sure if he has, like, the biggest collection, but his collection's pretty big. Like, he's from New York, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, like, a lot of, like, the early polo heads. Yeah. Um, like, a lot of the earliest, like, Supreme, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. was out there. Well, if you stuff like that, if you've ever watched, if you, I don't know if you ever watched it, but there's a movie, probably one of the first 
documentary type films that covered streetwear or just sneakerhead culture in general that was like widely popular was Just for Kicks. Have you ever yeah, watched that? Yeah, I've seen it. It's that, on Netflix, I think, actually. That was literally completely filmed in New York. Like all the people they talked to, all the stories, experiences, all revo- revolved around New York. And hearing like, and it makes you want to go back to that time of like early sneak releases where you would get the drop and literally like find out the local mom and pop shoe stores that were getting them. Like that was your only way. There was no internet, no social media. You had to be into what was going on. And it was just, it was, like I said earlier, it's that hustler mentality that started the streetwear or the streetwear shoe game. And really almost started, burst everything. Yeah. You think about it. Turned it it into what it is today. Like in in a past episode, we mentioned where streetwear going or where street we're going to be in, in five years. And I said, these little kids who are hustling to sell every single Supreme piece and, like, just grinding to be like, what's that kid's name that does the, the shoe shopping for, like, DJ Khaled? Like, Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Kicks? Benjamin Kicks, yeah. That motherfucker is a hustler. Like, he's making more than what most people make. More than, like, what Has a made in their lifetime. Than, yeah, exactly. More than a lot of adults are Off making. of reselling shoes. And it's like... If that's where streetwear is gonna go, like that whole market exists in like New York. Not to say like nobody can do that in LA or hasn't made it from LA or San Francisco or any other major city, but a lot of that comes from fucking that hustler mentality. Like you cannot beat that from there. Like yeah, made in a uh, how to make it in America is based out of New York. Like that is the shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that hustler's mentality plays into like a lot of other things too. Like if you think about who the biggest influencers are in streetwear right now, Mm -hmm. or just at least in general, or in fashion, a lot of them are from New York or a lot of them got their start in New York. Give me some examples, because I have some in my head too. Ian Connor. Oh, that was one of the ones I was totally gonna say. Ian Connor, like, or uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Ronnie Feig. Ronnie Feig, um, Lucas. Lucas Lucas Sabat. Yeah. Sorry if we butchered your name. Um, him. Who else? That's a huge one. Uh, Christina Pack. Christina Pack. That's a big one too. Vashti. Vashti. Like how many? ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. Everybody. How many different collectives? How many groups? How many rappers? And even though like everybody says like. New York hip hop is dead. Like it does. Like their influence is still huge in terms yeah. of like their style and their swag. Like ASAP Mob, you have fucking for a second. Like Flatbush Zombies was like really cool. Like yeah. their like whole appeal was like really weird. Mm-hmm. You have like Joey Badass and like his whole like pro era crew was like, like really cool. N- like nineties. Yeah. yeah. There's just something about like the people that, or yeah, like the individuals that come from there. It's just individualism at its finest and i think that's that's really unique to see because we went to la yeah how many of the fucking same kids in the same outfits the same mentality supreme t-shirt you know vans old schools it was it was ridiculous packs and jeans packs and jeans like geez at least balance out your outfit you know what i mean but no hate if you wear packs and jeans it's seriously as easy as like it's it's so easy to, to, to catch on to a wave when you're in LA to, to ride with you know the crowd because 
everyone's dressed in the same everyone's wearing the same vintage shit has the same you know tommy bag i mean whatever. yeah the same could be said about new york but i feel like out there there's a bigger sense of individualism like yeah people want to set themselves apart i mean yeah it goes back to do that you think, mentality do you think when you have that concentration of high fashion mm -hmm. do you think that sense of individualism and like willing to take risks and dress differently and just be an individual do you think that that almost propels it forward or makes no, it yeah. easier no yeah for sure I, and i think it has a lot to do with the the huge presence of high fashion but also the huge presence of streetwear yeah. so you're going to see a lot of mixing of the two yeah. So that leads to a lot of different like offshoot styles that mm -hmm. maybe people haven't seen before. Well, you see you know like a Supreme and Louis Vuitton collab, yeah. right? And that's because they literally they coexist in that same place. Like you have the whatever percent of people wearing Louis Vuitton, the 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 economists, the rich people, mm -hmm. the whatever, and then you have fucking the streetwear kids, yeah. like and they, they're always just walking right past each other, you know, walking right past each other in the same neighborhoods and they're just like these two go together. Yeah, I mean, you know? if you think about it as a whole, people generally refer to New York as a melting pot or oh, a mosaic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the same can be said about the streetwear community or the fashion community in general about New York. Yeah. Is that it's such a diverse place that you have endless amounts of options in terms of where you can pull your inspiration from. Yeah. Um, it could be from something like high fashion or streetwear like a, like skate skating things mm -hmm. like that or you can even pull references from like different neighborhoods like different ethnic communities exactly things like that exactly i mean the possibilities are endless in terms of like what you can what you see what you can use what it you is. can do out in new york you know it what i'm is. saying so and i think they're just more w willing to take risks try different trying different things yeah maybe catching the end of some fashion show that they just snuck into and being like i want to bring that to the streets mm -hmm. or like uh like asap rocky is a really good example of that because he always talks about how he's surrounded by all this high fashion shit that he could never afford but it influenced how he dressed yeah so he was able to take a company that was doing you know semi different stuff at the time or had like different, the, like similar motifs as some of these high fashion brands, like a black scale, right? Yeah. Like some of that speaks to like a, a Givenchy or at the time, like, um, I don't know if Pirate or uh, Hood by Air was Hood doing Air. like different yeah. stuff. So it's like, well, I can't afford that stuff, but I can afford black scale and they create a similar feel, mm -hmm. I can turn it into that. Yeah. Then you start to see when you get a little bit more money and that's just coming from that hustler side. Yeah. Then you can mix all the high end with the streetwear and that's where you get that sort of, that that's the originate, like the original sort yeah. of feel. And I think that's like where some of the best looks that I've seen come up, come from. Oh, is definitely. that like that willingness to experiment and just how people are putting stuff together, like a yeah. collage, like it, at first glance, like each individual piece may seem like it doesn't work out. Like, dude, fucking street style. If you ever watch street style snaps on Hypebeast and you look at like New York Fashion Week, I, I think they have like twice a year. So yeah. It seems like they have it every week. Yeah. But if you see that, like, come on. Like, I mean, there's a lot of like stuff that I wouldn't wear, but there's a yeah, lot yeah, of good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're not going to like every outfit, but there is a lot of stuff that just makes you think, like, damn, I would have never thought of putting something like that together. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. But I think one of the things that I'm most excited about 
going um, to New York is is definitely is definitely the shopping. Like I I know I'm not gonna go out and you know blow bands off of off of everything, but it's sometimes I just like being in an area where I can see things that I w- wouldn't normally be able to see or like yeah. touch. Like for example, just down the street in San Francisco, and it, there's this uh, consignment shop that seems to be doing crazy numbers. It's it was only online for a second, but the real real is a con- like a luxury consignment store, right? Yeah, it's it's like mostly like an online retailer. Yeah, like they do a lot of like luxury consignments, so you'll find everything from like I, I saw like a Prada shirt in there to like Gucci <laughs> yep. to Off White. They had like Yeezy stuff in there. Yeah, like all like and yeah, anything designer or anything like and that. And yeah. just going into there. And being exposed to seeing, and and I've never like this whole like Nike Off White collection, like it's always like something that I had viewed from afar. So the fact that I can hold that shoe yeah. and look at it, and I'm just like, okay, I get it now. Yeah, like I understand why why this is a yeah. thing. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like I talk to a lot of friends like who travel all over the world, like Europe, whatever. Yeah, Asia, and the thing about that they liked most about visiting these shops, like you said, is just being able to see them in person exactly. and be able to touch and feel the product yeah. and get an idea of like who that brand is, what they're about, things like that. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, it's almost like that store is like any particular store that you're interested in. It's almost like that store is like the statue of Liberty. Yeah. Of, like, your streetwear world. Yeah. Or it's like, the Empire State Building of like your no, that's true. Street because my dad would be tripping when I'm like, "Yo, can we go all the way, you know, over here to go to Dave Dave's Quality Meats?" Yeah, and he's just like, "Why are we going all the way over there to go see a butcher?" And yeah. I'm just like, "No, no, no, it's a streetwear store." He's like, "You want to travel like 30 plus minutes just to go into this store?" And I'm like, "Yes, yeah. like this is something I've been looking at for like years. They do collaborations yeah. with all my favorite brands. I'm always on their website looking for sales. And I'm just like, I just want to see it. I'm not going to buy anything. I just want to see it's it. It's almost like meeting like a famous person. Damn near, <laughs> right? Like yeah. it is because you read so much about these companies. You see what they're about. You attach yourself to them as if mm-hmm. you, you like, you've been with them your whole life. And you just want to see, like, you want to know that they exist. It, it just feels like, Going to Disneyland for like the first time. <laughs> I wanted to say you just that look that. around and you're just oh like, yeah no I do you do the 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 look like, around oh, like this is real and like, you're like walking like my the funniest one is like you want to see what's in the glass case yeah where they check out stuff so you're just like like looking around and then you act like they're not there and you look in there and you kind of like but sometimes they are kind of intimidating it really depends on which ones you go into yeah but for the most part. The experience of going into some of your favorite brand stores, especially that's like, sometimes that's like the best part. The main stores, you yeah. know what I mean? The main chapters of their stores, that's some of the best stuff. Like it's it it it's something you, you remember for, for a very Yeah, long I mean time. if you're somebody who appreciates like streetwear or different brands or whatever, like if you have a deep appreciation for something or maybe just a curiosity about something like Yeah. Just being at a particular store or just seeing a particular brand like in person um you really kind of appreciate that yeah You're just i don't know it's there's just, something weird i think one of the things that i th- well why new york is it succeeds as being like the streetwear mecca of the country or possibly the world is that that culture 
isn't gone. Like that culture of I can go to the store and look at everything. It's not, it's still there. Yeah. You know, you still have kids hanging out at shops. You still have that community of, of kids that travel between shops. You have the skate, skater, skater kids, sorry, traveling between shops. And it's, it's the bond, like you form bonds. Some of the, the, the most recent collaborations and, and like streetwear, high fashion mixed brands have come out of these kids that were, you know, coattailing off the people that were hanging out in some of these shops, which is kind of crazy. Like, I think like, like an ASAP Rocky, basically, like, yeah, you don't get that if you don't have the shops there, you know, like San Francisco, Los Angeles, they're slowly losing as well as gaining, but they're slowly losing the, the core following, the core shops, the core hangout spots for some of these kids. And for, that's one of the reasons why San Francisco really doesn't have that anymore. Well, I mean, yeah, you could say that about San Francisco, but there are a lot of stores that are coming here too. Like there's been a slow kind of gradual increase of people who are into like the same stuff that we are. It's, yeah. Like I said, it's just a very, like fashion and streetwear is still like a very niche community like yeah. in, in terms of here in San Francisco. It's not as widespread. Like if you take the train from one end of the city to the other, you're probably not going to see much in terms of like people who are types of people. deeply interested in like streetwear, deeply yeah. invested in streetwear, fashion, sneakers, whatever. Yeah, you might see like one or two, but it's not going to be everywhere. No, like it true. is in New York. You know? Yeah, I think the, the uh, to to your point, it's there's just something about like the 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 types of people that attach these stores. I feel like there's a lot of stands that go after some of these stores, like. Like the kids that hang out at Supreme, the kids that hang out at Stussy. When you see a shop and there's per a purposefully placed bench in front of your store, yeah, that's inviting a community into your store. We want kids to hang out at our store. We want you to, we want to know you. We want like it, it. There's something about that that really speaks to, it. and I feel like in in like a San Francisco, and I think the vibe in in L.A. sometimes is like. You know, just buy our shit and leave. Like, we don't want to have that sort of like community aspect. There's only one one shop in in San Francisco. Would probably just be Benny Gold. Would be like he's inviting you in. Yeah. Three p.m. Every, to four yeah. p.m. Come see me. Come ask me whatever questions. And I think that's really the only person doing it. But I feel like in in New York, it's just like there's so much shit. Like you have, you just have to be one with community. Yo, tell me neighborhood. Tell aspect. me why when we went to LA, like that's how I felt at the Stone Island store. Like it was just like, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Like not to knock Stone Island, but when we went in there, like no one even said what's up to exactly. us. Like we, they just like the, the dude just looked at us and didn't say anything. Like it made eye contact with I us. I couldn't even do that as a human to like let somebody walk into a store. I don't care if I hated my job. It would be so awkward for me to just let somebody walk in and me not to even like nod my head. Yeah. There's just something about that. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's the, like the vibe I got. And out you would there. think and that's the difference between where you are whether it's a state, a city, whatever, it's that sense of like pretentiousness. Like when you're in a New York, it's like like I said like you're in a borough, you're in a neighborhood, you know everybody there, you know, like you're talking to whoever. It's it's just that type of thing. Obviously they get flack sometimes for being extremely rude, but they just got they got things I to mean do. That, okay, but that's New York though. Like everybody Yeah, I mean that's that's people that's, from New York are no nonsense. Like they yeah. don't have time for 
Time is this. money. Yeah. Time is money. You stop me while I'm trying to walk to my next come up, and you interrupt <laughs> in the paper. You know, that's literally what it is. But I think just in terms of just the, the different vibes from the two, obviously California is a bit more chill. Well, it's a little bit more laid back. Laid back. But yeah. that, doesn't also, that doesn't always mean that it's a good thing. You know, sometimes it's just like we just br- it's just brushed off. Yeah. Compared to New York. But yeah. I mean, there's pros and cons to both. But I just feel like when you have a, a surrounding community, whether it's a Soho, whether it's I mean, what other areas are there in New York that are just like concentrated shops? Uh, like Williamsburg now. Yeah. Like Brooklyn. That's where like a lot of the vintage stuff is. Yeah. Um, LES, yeah. Lower East Side. You have people that are, you know, they, they want to cultivate that following. They want to, cult- to cultivate that community. And I think that's really important for streetwear at the end of the day. You, you want to have people who, like me and you, constantly talking about something. Whether, like, to be honest, we could talk about a graphic on a t-shirt for like two hours. And Maybe like an hour, but yeah, okay, I get what like, you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, we, we could do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that may or may not prompt us to buy that shirt yeah. at some point later on down the road, or at least talk about that brand sometime later mm-hmm. on down the road. That conversation has to be there in order for, for brands to really just like, you know, remain relevant, you know? Yeah. People have to be talking about your stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. that's the most important thing about cultivating the community around streetwear, which is why New York does it so well. But to be honest, and in another episode, and we'll do this episode when we go to Japan, that's what we'll talk Maybe about. Maybe Because I, I think, and this <laughs> is my mark. argument, I think Japan, and when we're looking at the grand scope of things, we're talking influence, we're talking, you know, what they're doing, streetwear, you know, being cool. I think they are the best at it. New York, at least within our country, that's like, that's a given. Yeah. But in the entire world, if we're talking influence, what's cool, whatever, Fucking Japan has it. That episode will have to wait until next year, 2018. If we're at the rate that we're going right now and how fast we move to go to New York City, we're going to go to Japan in like five days. (laughs) Like It's going to happen so fucking fast. It's going to be cool because we're going to have a a lot of cool content to show you guys. But but for 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 the meantime, uh, please stay tuned to... uh, (laughs) our Instagram story because we're going to be recording a lot of stuff. Instagram, YouTube, all it, that. It's going to be pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. We're going to um, see a lot of cool shit. We're going to basically document our entire trip from start to finish. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, just stay tuned for that and you'll sort of get a glimpse into what we get into in, at, in New York. So, um, and we're going to, you know what, we're going to end, end this episode early because all I'm really thinking about right now is going to New York and all the cool shit I'm going to do out there. Dude, so I can't wait to, if you're listening, I just want to go eat some food. We're going to end this podcast and you go outside, you go do something, you go travel, go see somewhere cool, reach a, research a store that you think is cool, go visit it, whatever. If it's down the block or across the country, make sure you go do that because it's all about our stores and keeping that streetwear mentality alive. That is episode 15 of the No Chance podcast. Make sure you listen to all our other older episodes because we want at least 200 plus views, listens, whatever, because that shit looks cool. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, Thank you guys again. This is No Chance podcast, and we're out. Peace. See ya.